Hey friends, and welcome to Her Soul, a safe space where we discuss all things God, self-love, and peace of mind. I'm your host, Camille Allison, and my goal is to encourage you in your everyday walk so that you can live in the freedom that God promises you. It's that Christian girl talk you need in your life. So grab your journal, favorite pen, a cup of coffee, and let's get into the show. Hello friends and welcome into this week's episode of Her Soul is Your Girl Camille. I'm excited, I'm blessed, I'm so happy that you guys have joined me for another week of some good old conversation. I pray that this year is treating you well, that you guys are in, you know, good spirits, that y'all are feeling blessed, feeling good and We are just about halfway through the year. It's hard to believe, but I just pray that you all are in a good space. And even if you're not, I'm praying that you are finding encouragement some way, somehow in the Lord. Okay. Amen. All right. So I wanted to, um, I don't know exactly what the title of this episode is. And I know I say that from week to week, but this one just came to me in my Bible study time. And I, Honestly, don't even know exactly where this episode is going to go, but I know God put it on my heart to talk to y'all about it. And so what I wanted to pose to you was this idea of comforting lies versus the painful truth. Comforting lies versus painful truth. Hmm. All right. So I came across this, y'all know I'm studying Jeremiah, so I came across this in my study time. And um, the particular verse, hold on, let me get that. Okay, I'm back. So without getting too deep into it, uh, chapter 28 of the book of Jeremiah is very short. So read it after the episode or in your own time. But basically, it's talking about Hananiah, the false prophet. And if you remember me talking about this, basically, Jeremiah over and over again has pleaded with the people to return to God, to stop their idolatry and their sinful ways and to come back to God. His arms are wide open. And then he starts to tell the people about what will happen if you don't. He now is talking about the consequences of them refusing to come back to God. So Jeremiah's message is not one that's well received by the public. In fact, they have threatened to kill him over what he has been telling the people. Well, here comes Hananiah, a false prophet, I want to say. He comes in and basically is telling the people the cushy side of things, the comforting thing. Um, Let me see if I can find the exact verse. It's in uh, chapter 28, verse 2. And he basically is telling the people, listen, yes, you will suffer, but you're only going to suffer for a little while. In fact, you only suffer, you'll only suffer for two years. And so it's giving these people this false sense of hope that, you know, they're going to have to deal with this for two years and then things will return. When in all actuality, Jeremiah told them 70 years. God told Jeremiah to tell the people 70 years. So... Here we have Hananiah giving them this false message of hope, which basically is distracting the people from missing out on the lesson that God, you know, initially wanted to present. And so that's what this whole chapter is talking about. And at the very end of it, I wrote down comforting lies versus the painful truth. And the contrast here, the comforting lie, which was the prophecy spoken by Hananiah, which was an obvious lie. Versus the painful truth, which is the message that Jeremiah preached over and over again. And so what do you prefer? 
the comforting lie or the painful truth. And I'm almost certain that you're going to say you prefer the painful truth. But be honest, y'all, because I think it's human nature that we go for the comfort. We go for the thing that's going to make us feel good versus the thing that's going to cause us suffering. So if it was me and I had to say, I feel like our generation, this world, this society, you know, I feel like we would choose the comforting lie over the painful truth. So as I'm going through this Bible study, I just took some notes and that's what I'm sharing with y'all today. So one thing that I thought was we always want the good and fluffy. Never do we pray for the bad, but this is a very high form of deception and disobedience. So what I mean when I say this is that in life, it's hard, y'all. Life is hard. My mom used to say it all the time, and I didn't actually realize how hard it was until, you know, I've had my own kids and gotten to experience this adult life for a little while. But life is hard. And especially when you're going through things, it's hard to see a way out. And I think that when we go through things, we kind of get scarred, and you never want to go through bad things ever again. I think that's a completely normal human reaction to trials and tribulations right? And so we want the good and fluffy. We want the feel good. We don't want to feel bad. There's so many other bad things happening in the world and we just always want to be surrounded by the good. We don't pray for bad things to happen, but I feel like this is a a very um, high form of disobedience. Not that we don't pray for bad things to happen, but the fact that we always expect the good and fluffy, if that makes any sense. So We want the good. That's what we're always going for. We haven't prepared ourselves to handle the bad. And so when it comes, I I think this is especially true now. So when the bad times come, we are quick to blame God. Why isn't this going the way that I asked that it would go? Why is it, you know, why is it turning out in such a bad way? This is not what I expected. God, have you left me? God, why aren't you listening to me? So That's what I mean when I say that it's deceptive. Always wanting the good. It makes you not ready for when the trials do come. And surely, you guys, they will come. So I did write down also some, I put a little QTNA section. Questions that need answers. And my top question was, is this a form of disobedience? Expecting the good all of the time. Is that a form of disobedience? And I've kind of already answered that. I think it is because it leaves us unprepared to handle the bad. And then the other question that I asked in relation to this was, are we handicapping ourselves? And absolutely, because we aren't prepared. We don't know what's to come. And not to say that we will know what's to come, but we just don't know how to handle it when it does come. And you just can't be caught lacking on these streets. The next bullet point that I wrote down um, was basically, so what facing a painful truth can and will do? It will unlock breakthrough. Hello. It will demonstrate your obedience and it will grow you. So when we think about it, right, you don't want to face painful truth. You don't want to face suffering. You don't want to be made to feel bad. I get it. But if I guess if we can see kind of like the upside of it, what happens as a result of it, talk about it, put it out there. It makes the sting a little less. So like I said, it will unlock breakthrough. It will demonstrate your obedience and it will grow you. 
My third point is that staying and choosing to believe the comforting lie. Okay, so choosing, you guys, making that active decision to believe the comforting lie makes us too lax, naive, and unprepared. It stops us from taking action and it just gives you a false sense of reality. So what I mean by this is that basically along the same lines of handicapping ourselves, if we give in to the false lie, the people of Israel that gave into the false hope that Hananiah provided by saying, you will only go through this suffering for two years. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be restored and you're going to be good. If we give in to that, when the actual real thing that was meant to happen, so they suffered for 70 years, when the actual real thing happens, we are unprepared. Do you think those people in Israel could have imagined that they would have spent a whole lifetime in suffering for the mistakes that they made, for being disobedient to God? I don't think so. And I'm I'm pretty sure in hindsight, they wish they would have done things a little bit different, but that's what I'm talking about. I wanted to just uh, point out some definitions too. So lies, lies are deception, right? It's just false information, whereas truth is fact or reality. So think about that in the context of this conversation. My fourth bullet point is that we don't like criticism. And we don't like to be told that we're wrong or that something about us needs to be fixed. But what if that criticism, or in other words, what if that painful truth is from God? And that takes us to the idea of resiliency. Are you built for it? Are you tough enough to handle that criticism or that painful truth, that message that comes from God that's not exactly what you were expecting to hear? Are you resilient? You know, life doesn't come without correction. And I think we forget that a lot of times too. How else are we supposed to be shaped and molded into these amazing, righteous Christian human beings if we are not basically guided along the way. If you think about small kids, they don't come out of the womb knowing how to act in the appropriate way to carry themselves. They have to be taught that. This is basically the same way. As a baby in Christ and even as a mature mature Christian, you still have to be taught, shaped, and molded and guided in the right way. So life does not come without correction. Y'all know I like to take it to the Bible and we've already kind of been in this realm, but I wanted to give just this biblical example, basically where Jeremiah preached the destruction and Hananiah preached the reversal of that destruction, which gave false hope to the people. And Hananiah's punishment was that he died. And that's a little bit of a side note, but when you influence people, if you're an influencer, God puts a little bit more gives you a little bit more responsibility so you are regarded at a tiny bit higher of a level. You will be held more responsible in the end. And if you are leading people astray, leading them away from him, then that's a problem. So Hananiah's um, punishment was that he died because he led the people of Israel to believe those false lies. An example today of this comforting lies versus painful truth phenomena is basically just going with what feels good, living a certain way, doing the thing, doing things a certain way because it's good. It feels good. It's the good and fluffy that we want. It seems like the, the right thing to do, especially in this overly progressive society that we're in today. Certain things that just are not biblically sound are all of a sudden okay and acceptable in today's world. Um, but we'll get into that into another 
um, episode. But basically what I'm saying is that because it's accepted culturally and everybody, our politicians, our um, celebrities, everybody is telling us that these lifestyles are okay. We think that it's okay. But in all actuality, it's giving us a false sense of security, right? I honestly feel like no one is woke to the coming of Jesus. Like the times that we are in are extremely scary because things just are not right. If you think about COVID, the way that COVID came through and wiped through the world, don't forget about it now. I know that was 2020's events and we're halfway through 2021, but don't forget about it. The way that COVID came through and wiped through this earth. You think God's not trying to send us a message? We're constantly ignoring him. And these are the signs of the coming of Jesus. I'm telling y'all, the message isn't pretty, right? Nobody wants to think about the glum and the gloom. The message is not pretty. So we ignore it. Shamefully, we ignore it. So sad. All right. So in my study time, I also um, started to think, is it time for you to get uncomfortable? Think about that. Is it time for you to get uncomfortable? Probably. So how do we do that? Let's see. Step number one, acknowledge the truth. Acknowledge the truth. Accept it in your heart. And then step number two, repent for believing the lie. Tell God that you're sorry and ask forgiveness for believing in that comforting lie. And then step number three is to ask God for your next steps and to be your strength, no matter how trying times can get. Because inevitably, times will get hard. And unfortunately, we don't know which way our life will take, when it will come to an end, what path God will have set before us. We know none of that. And so all we can do is just ask that he bless us enough to know what we need to know to get us to our next stage. So ask him for your next steps, right? And even when it does get hard, ask God to be your strength. What if you guys on the other side of the painful truth is this breakthrough that you've been asking for? Okay, this is another point. So many thoughts came to me during this Bible study, but it was all really, really good revelation. So what if on the other side of this painful truth is the breakthrough that you've been asking for? And I say this because we live in a society where we want microwave success. We want that instant gratification. No one wants to take the time to cook. No one wants the time to build up to the level of perfection that we aspire, right? But there is also this thing of growing through what you go through, right? Growing is a process of shaping, weaning, um, cutting, molding. None of this is gonna, you're not just gonna fly to the top. You're not just gonna be taken to your destiny, you know, right away. This is a process. And because we live in this microwave success society, I think that's another reason why we give in to the comforting lies. Because to get the real meaningful breakthroughs that we need in order to get to our next level requires us to face painful truths, right? If you think about it, if you go to therapy, you're working with a therapist. And as the weeks go by, you're unlocking painful areas in your life. And it's not a pretty process. It's really not. It's actually a very disturbing and just 
emotionally draining process, not one that you would want to go through at all, but you do it because you know that on the other side, you guys, is freedom, okay? So what if on the other side of that painful truth is your freedom, your breakthrough? Think about that. An example, a little bit more of a practical example is the podcast growth, right? How far her her soul has come. So we started out in 2019, right? And we didn't hit right away. Honestly, I had like maybe five or six listens an episode. Um, And then I looked at some reviews that gave me suggestions on how to improve. I had people take a listen to it, tell me things they liked and didn't like. So I took some of that criticism, some of the painful truths that I did not want to hear that I couldn't believe that people would say, right? But I took that to fix what needed to be done. And I'm still fixing things. It's a process, a continuing process. And I don't expect microwave success. I don't put myself there to think that we're going to be a hit overnight. I'm putting in the work so that we can be a success and one that is sustained, right? In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I couldn't only pay attention to the five-star reviews. I had to take a look at the three and the two-star reviews and figure out where the communication gap was, where the disconnect was. So that's another example. Another one a lot of you might be able to relate to is parenting. So I've never been a mom before. <laughs> um, before I had my first son, I, I was never a mom And I don't have all of the answers and I don't expect to be an expert in parenting overnight. I am not into that. I know that this is a process just as I'm teaching my kids. I'm learning along the way. I'm being guided and molded and shaped and God is staying with me and showing me the correct way. I just don't expect overnight that things are going to be perfect and fall into place, but I remain with God and I remain true to him because I know that on the other side of this painful process, process is going to be an amazing breakthrough. And I got to plug this in here because for some of you, getting uncomfortable and destroying the lie means working on your relationship with God only. God only. It means abandoning those false practices that you've picked up along the way because the world says that if you do this, you'll be more centered. If you do this, you will feel better because those are all comforting lies. So abandon those false practices and just simply sit at God's feet, you guys, in expectation of him. In an expectation of growing your relationship with him. So for a lot of you, that's going to be your uncomfortableness. It's just learning how to be with God and not, you know, subject yourself to these other things that are being implanted in our brains as ways to replace him. Okay. Another point I had was that in life, growth can be painful. So for example, you're basically just working out the kinks and it may be letting go of some people. It may be letting go of some friends, some close relationships. It could just be letting go of the normal that you knew, but it's painful, especially when these are the things that we're used to, the things that make up our reality, especially if we've grounded our identity in these things, right? So we know it can be painful. For example, working out. When you first start working out, it's painful. Your muscles hurt. It's hard. You don't, you don't have that mental power to kind of get over those hurdles right away. But with consistency, it gets easier and easier. Your mind adapts and it eliminates those defeating mindsets, right? 
your body hurts a whole lot less. But you got to get to that point first. It doesn't just come right away. It's something that you've worked on over and over again. Okay. And then I think this is my last point I wanted to talk to y'all about is that deception is the distraction of the enemy. Remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about how the devil walks around like a roaring lion looking for prey to devour. So he is in our face every single day trying to figure out how to take us off of our God-given course, right? And so these comforting lies, this deception, these are all tools that the devil can use to distract us from our purpose. It holds you back and takes you off your mic, which means you aren't doing what God needs you to do. So the enemy, y'all, I just want to say this and I'm going to let it go, but the enemy can have you stuck, right? Believing that letting go of the comforting lie will destroy every piece of you. And true, it will destroy some because that's what you've known as true for so long, right? That was your reality for so long, but it won't destroy all. And as you work out and as you grow through it, new branches grow. New ways of doing things, new perspectives, etc. All of the things come into place. And before you know it, you've defeated the enemy, destroyed the lie, and are now living in truth. Embracing it no matter how painful it is. And truth, you guys, is what God says is true. It's not... You know, what we in our limited human minds believe is true or what society, the media, you know, all of those things. It's not what those things say are true. It's what God tells us is true. It's what the word says is true. And so when you defeat the enemy, when you choose to walk out of distraction and not let that overcome you, you guys, (laughs) you don't know how close to freedom you are. If you aren't there, you just about there. So I guess that's it. What what are you what are your thoughts, y'all? How do you feel we are in this day and age? And I'm serious. Take some time to think about it. Use this as a journal entry. Talk about it. Write down on the header, say comforting lie versus the painful truth. What do I prefer? What does society prefer? And what does God say? And just kind of like work this out on your own because that's what I did, and y'all is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, so definitely take the time to look at that and digest it. Do you prefer the comforting lie versus the painful truth? And if you are a person that has kind of like always wanted to go toward the comforting truth, I'm not even going to sit here and lie. That was me. That's okay if that was you. Acknowledge that. Accept that truth about yourself. Now, let's fix it. You know better, you do better. So now that we know that the comforting lie is not the place to be, let's go ahead and set ourselves up. We know what's coming. We know we can expect that it's not going to be the easiest thing that we face. But let's go ahead and just set ourselves up for that long-term success and face what it is that God has put before us so that we can be who God has said that we are to be. Y'all, I'm praying for y'all every single day and I'm praying, you know, for your restoration, your healing and your ultimate freedom in Christ. I just ask that you all 
just remain encouraged that your week be blessed. And um, if it so pleases you, share this episode with someone you think might be blessed by it. Your sister, your friend, your mom, whoever. And leave us a rating or review. In the show notes, I have a link to my pod chaser and to Apple Podcasts where you can go ahead, submit a rating and a review. And um, I'll really appreciate that. Yeah, check the show notes for any other details on anything else. And you guys, I will see you all next week. I love y'all. Be blessed and be safe.